deep down in koala country, there is a man named Danny Boy. This boy swam through rivers of Vegemite and fought off dangerous boxing kangaroos so he could be here for you today. It is my pleasure to bring to you Australia's favorite horror show, The Creepy Crap Podcast. Beware, this show will contain spoilers, swearing, and adult themes. If you want to get it on the socials, you can get it at Instagram and YouTube all at one word at The Creepy Crap Podcast. Would love if you could like, follow, subscribe on there. And if you check it out on any podcast app, please follow and give it a five-star review if you want. Thank you very much. And now for your host, Diddy Boy. Welcome, Creepy Craps, to a guest episode of the Creepy Crap Podcast. That's right, I'm joined with Brian Rupert today. And before we start talking to him, I'm just going to quickly run through the movie because I'm mainly going to be talking and asking questions and all that sort of stuff. So I don't want to be swamped down with all the movie talk. So I'm just going to jump straight into Murder Size. And also, if you don't want to hear me ramble for five or so minutes, you can just skip to six minutes and that's when the guest episode starts. So here we go. Let's talk about Murder Size. It's from 2023. It goes for 84 minutes. Internet movie database rating of 3.7. And it stars Ginger Lynn, Drew Marvick, and a bunch of other hotties. I don't really know them from anything else. Now I'm about to do a real super quick run through of the movie. So here we go. This could be a record for how quick I run through a full movie. Okay, so the movie starts off with the girl. She's working out. She looks good. It looks like it's in the 80s, even though it looks like a very modern gym. It's very colorful, aesthetically pleasing. She's bending over. It's amazing. This leads to an amazing shower scene. She hears a bit of a noise. She calls the cops instantly without checking anything out. Two fake cops answer the door instantly. And the cop on the phone's like, oh, I didn't send anyone yet. She goes, no, but they're here. She gets choked out. That is a start. We now see a bunch of main girls. They're all working out with sleazy producers watching through glass. We see Candy, Cassandra, Monique, Nikki, and Phoebe. And the moves are ultra sexual. And Phoebe gets upset. And Gino, the producer, does not care. He wants to amp it up. More zooming into the booty. We see a news update then on the TV. And it's about the Skid Row Strangler, which is the one who killed the girl at the beginning. The girls all hate Phoebe. And they think she's the worst because she thinks they're the worst. It's meant to be the 80s. Oh, Reagan tells us we're meant to be good. I hate these girls. They're all prostitutes and communists. We now meet Mrs. Stromboli, who's Ginger Lynn. She's the one who's paying for the exercise video to be made, and she wants a daughter, Isabella, to be part of the video. She's a tough girl. She shows up. They're all part of the mafia or something like that. Phoebe's in charge while he's away, and no one listens to her. They start partying. We see a movie called The Co-Ed Killer. It looks absolutely horrible. It looks like a softcore porn movie. A whole bunch of people getting killed and all this. The acting is horrible. It's so over-the-top and cheesy on purpose. Isabel talks with Phoebe, though, to make sure that if you you want to be the boss you've got to act like the boss she's kind of taken her on so phoebe starts talking to candy after she's talking to the guy refusing he's like i'm gonna be a director i won't look at this and she's got a tits out she goes look at my tits look at my tits and then candy comes in she, i need you to get back in there come on you've got to do what i say she's like you're not the boss of me she goes you look at my tits she goes no and she's like shoving him in her face phoebe gets upset grabs the knife ends up killing her and isabella and gina come in and they decide to just hide the body and that's all like, who died and left you boss candy whoa okay we're already joking about it straight away but yeah, Isabel talks openly about murder and that it's just business and Phoebe's suddenly calm and she feels like now she has a plan. So Phoebe takes this chance to become the cover girl. She wants to be the main girl in the videos. Gina makes them all dance to win the role. Chuck dresses up at one point in a onesie and he's like working out and he's like, no, he's like, I want to be one of the girls. But Isabella gives Phoebe a total makeover, does a whole she's all that moment. She comes out, does a whole bunch of cocaine. She's finally all dressed up. She looks good because at the start, you're like, Jesus, she looks a lot plainer than the other girls. And the other ones, you're like, oh my God. They're bending over 
afraid. She's like, this is crazy. Satisfaction video or whatever like that. But she comes in and she's trying to talk to Monique and they basically end up wrestling. She breaks her arms and then snaps her neck with a chair. She just sort of shoves it down on her throat. She's given the performance of a lifetime, but it is crazy. She's mental. She's all over the place. Doing a million exercises. The girls can't keep up. It is crazy. And then Mikey, the producer, he's actually gay, we find out. Gets pimped out to Mrs. Stromboli. He's basically like, you have to do whatever she wants. Don't touch her. But she's like, I'm going to have sex with you. I don't care. My man has mistresses, so I'm going to have fun as well. But if you tell anyone you're dead, he'll cut your dick off. Meanwhile, everyone's trying to seduce the cameraman as well because they want that lead shot. They want to be the focus girl. And if they tell him, maybe he'll vote for them or something like that. I don't really know why they're doing it. Phoebe comes in and she's upset because he thinks he's like, well, if you want the role, you know what you got to do. She's like, fuck you. And then stabs him in the eye. But Cassandra sees it this time. She runes off. She runs straight into the Skid Row Stranglers, which are the two cops. Why is everyone believing these are cops? Why are they suddenly right here? But they come in and then they basically just hold everyone hostage. And all they do is love choking people. You think it's going to be like a rapey scene or something. They get real creepy with it. And they're like, oh, mother and daughter. We've never done a mother and daughter at the same time. And the mum at one point tries to protect Isabella. And she's like, I'll come in the room with you. And he's like, yeah, I'm not really interested in you. You're a bit too old. And one of them at one point is choking out Cassandra. And you think he's having sex with her at the same time, but it's not. He just loves choking him so much. These two have just got a mutual bond of killing everyone by choking them with a belt. Chuck and Phoebe are both hiding at this point, but Phoebe makes a noise and the guy's like, I don't know where you are. He's like, I get that we've got a bond here. We're both weird. We're both in the weird shit. So if you just let me go, I won't kill you and all that sort of stuff. Okay, Chuck, we've got to go in there. They're not real cops. We've got to go back in there. So Gino shoots one of the ear and Bob starts strangling Phoebe. Then Isabel runs up, puts a hammer in the back of the Islander's head. He's dead. And one of the other girls, Nikki, runs off. But then she gets gutted by the other one that's still around. And then it's like starts to choke the mum as Chuck comes in with a chainsaw. And you're like, oh my God, this is going to be awesome. But he doesn't do anything. He's just kind of using it as a dick a little bit. Phoebe grabs the chainsaw off him, cuts the guy's hand off. No, just let me go. I, I know we both got um, evilness in us. So it's fine. It's like, you don't know that, man. It is true though. But then she grabs the chainsaw and just puts it straight down his head. We see for ages. It looks fake as. Chopping his head in half. And you're like, oh, there's blood everywhere. And she's like, it's not personal. It's just business. That is mad mafia, yo. They are covered in blood. They start talking about finishing the video. Don't talk about the next video. I still paid you for this one. And then Phoebe ends up finishing the movie and they do some public service announcement video. And Phoebe seems like she's quite an idiot now where she was quite strong at the beginning. But yeah, basically Mrs. Stromboli adopts her and then she becomes kind of the unofficial sister to Isabella. And that's a very quick five minute run through of Murder Size. Now let's talk about it in better detail with Brian Rupert, the guest of this week's episode. Episode 44 of the Creepy Crap Podcast, Murder Size, Brian Rupert. Here we go. So Brian Rupert, thank you and welcome to the Creepy Crap Podcast again. How you been, mate? I'm good. Thank you for having me back, man. I really appreciate it. You are always welcome in here. It's an absolute honor. You're TSD royalty, man. I don't know about royalty. Maybe like the janitor or something like that, you know? I don't know. I've, I wrote down your little thing. You're the cameraman. You're the guest booker now. You're the host of License to Pod. And you're pretty much mentioned in every episode now. You're the famous Rupp, who I didn't realize until later on that that was actually you <laughs> and then you explained yeah. it because i hadn't listened to heaps of stuff and then i was like oh and now you catch up with all the newer stuff and i'm like oh shit how did i not realize that was you before it's rupert but walt took to calling me rup after a hockey player that used to play on the devils uh mike rup so i guess it just kind of carried over and he calls me rup so it's easy for people to not realize but, you know, I'm always around. I pop into the studio all the time. It's a block away from the house, from my house. So I just go there to hang out, you know? Devastated when they were talking about trying to move? I'm like, don't go. I mean, I could walk there from my house, you know? Who wants, like, something that you could walk to to be further? 
by the sound of that episode where Walt was so upset, I don't think they were ever going to do it anyway. It definitely seems less likely after that episode. Like, how come there's not Brian number three or four or something like that? There's so many Brian's in the little TSD family. I was surprised. Like, they did it with Frank's, but not Brian's. Yeah, so I'll tell you, I actually pitched uh, Walt a game, which it didn't happen. So I'll tell you what my idea was. It was it was the Bryans against the Franks, and I have to earn my spot as a Brian. I would be Brian number five, I believe, because there's um Johnson Q, there's Nichelle. Oh yeah. I'd be, I'd be Brian number four. On the other side would be the Franks, and we get as many Franks as we could, and we make Jimmy an honorary Frank. And like we play a bunch of games against each other, and that was kind of like my uh, idea for it. Yeah, because I feel the first two Franks are well and truly dead by this point, by the sound of it. Like one's like the flea market Frank, and I think both were there. I can't remember exactly who the first one was or who the fourth yeah. one is. It's so hard to remember. I mean, there's there's the Frank who worked at the stash who I've only met once. There's Frank 5, obviously. And then recently, there's like a Frank 6, who like, I think he popped up only like once or twice. That's 6. And then, you know, we would need another Frank to do the game. So I was, my idea was to have Jimmy be an honorary Frank. That's a pretty solid plan. That's a shame it got shot down. Yeah, you know, and sometimes, who knows, these these things may cycle back. You never know what uh, is striking Walt at any moment. You've got your own podcast as well, but it's, you do this, I finally just heard today like literally tonight on the night shift i was listening to the host of the, like the license the pod one like i don't watch the james bond ones too much I, i'm very sorry about it but no, like it's funny. hearing it's about everybody. it i felt like i should watch it just because they were like it's not like no one it was the first one from russia to love i think yeah that's the second bond movie oh the second that's, bond movie but the first, that's episode. the first episode yeah yeah and it was just them like it was so convoluted like the word convoluted got used so much a modern audience has just a different viewing pattern than an audience member in 1963 when that comes out. So it's like, it's so slow paced and methodical. Like it's a highlight of the movie watching Bond check into a hotel, you know, cause that doesn't happen <laughs> all the time there. And you know, now it's imagine like watching a, an action movie and the score for the main hero is playing as he's doing a mundane act, like making scrambled eggs, you know, it's, <laughs> is that your favorite movie franchise? Bond is my favorite franchise for sure. Yeah. yeah wow. I can watch any Bond movie on any day. It was a big night of you, which was like, I obviously skipped through a few because I knew I was talking to you. But if I finally got to hear the purveyors one as well, like one with you and Jimmy and the hair guy. Oh, yeah. When I took Jimmy to the old woodshed. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. I was like, one hit wonders. I was like, oh, I did not expect any of those. <laughs> I love the whole night. Like now they can swap it out sort of thing. And like Tim, the record still collects just like, yeah. I would take that swap. You had that yeah. helmet choice or whatever it was, and just like, yeah, there's no chance. Yeah, I gotta be honest. One Hit Wonders was probably one of the hardest categories Walt could have given me because I don't really listen to like, you know, mainstream top 40 stuff. Like, I've, I really never have. So to try to find songs that were hits was a yeah, challenge for me. I was surprised because I felt, which I think was addressed a little bit as well. Like, Everyone went for uh, choices to try to impress Tim, I felt. No one went for just like Mumbo number five or, you know, like some sort of... He went for uh, Baby Got Back or whatever, where that was like... I feel like that was the thing. But yeah, I was surprised by the choices. I was like, oh shit, I haven't even heard of most of these. Yeah, I mean, like I went... Like Dream Theater is a band I actually like, so... 
I was like, well, let me have one song that I'm like actually really passionate about. And then once I saw he wasn't into it, I was like, well, fuck that. I want to win. So I threw that <laughs> yeah. under the bus first chance I got. Swap it out. It was so funny. It was hilarious. Like I'm sitting there, I'm trying to be quiet. It's night shift. And then like Walt just posts out, are you straight? <laughs> it was hilarious. Have you got any new guests by any chance for the show? Or is that, you got to keep that under wraps? No, yeah, I definitely can. So uh, we had Brian Johnson on uh, two weeks ago. Brian Johnson from Tell Him Steve Dave. We watched uh, the horror classic, The Burning. Have oh you ever yeah, seen- listen to that. You did. Do you yeah. like the burn? I was meaning as your guest, as the guest booker for them. Oh, for them. Yeah, oh, have you got Bezos uh, yet or anything like that? Or <laughs> I have not heard back from Bezos Brady or Neil uh, Armstrong. It doesn't look like uh, I will be booking <laughs> many guests in the future because the last time I booked one, uh, Reddit lost their minds. Nelly so, was it? Yeah, it was Nelly. Yeah, there was a lot of heat from that, from the sound of it. I don't go on Reddit or anything like that, but yeah, was, I think it did a good effort. I like that they were just happy before that, prior to that episode, they were just happy that you got a, an email back from someone. Yeah, it was, you know, Lots they were just happy, happy that, that I was actually working and doing what I was supposed to do, you know? <laughs> I was taking ambition. But yeah, with your show, do you want to talk about that? So we had Brian Johnson on from Tell Him Steve Dave. We did The Burning like two weeks ago. Do you like that movie? I honestly have not seen it. It's one really? movie that I've got to like really sort of just go out of my way and buy because I've never found it anywhere. Like maybe it's on YouTube or I could find some sort of shitty copy. I've not seen it. I want to see like young Jason Alexander and I've seen it mentioned so much and it just looks good. I've just never got around to seeing it. Yeah, I wonder if it's one of those things because it was a video nasty so it may have never even made its way down by you yeah i don't think it did hey as far as i can say i could be wrong but never saw it anywhere it just seems like one i've got to just spend 30 or 40 bucks and just get a copy off ebay or something like that yeah just bite the bullet um so i do have a question the video nasty titles are they still hard to get in australia or like they'll pop up yeah you have to fish out a fair bit of coin but quite a few at least australian type ones like a few of the companies now are smashing them out like umbrella and a few other companies like i guess they're more probably more australian titles but they do have a mixture of both as starting to release a lot of like 4k blu-ray versions with all these big packs with like posters and everything else over time they're trying to like get physical media you know, a bit more love since it's kind of dying off at shops. Pretty much you got to dig them out, I would say. Okay. Are they easy to find there? uh, The burning, it's not too hard. I mean, I've seen it on streaming services before and stuff. So, you know, it, it, it rotates from place to place. Like I watched it on Amazon like a couple months ago and now it's on Tubi. So, you know, the rights just change. Before we segue over, you've got a reason you're on here today. Do you want to talk about your bigger plan? Yes. So I do a show called Reviewing History. It's a comedy history podcast. You know, we've been going at it for almost two years now and we're doing our first kind of extra content. What we're doing is for Christmas... In the vein of Tell Steve Dave, we're doing a Christmas album. And on that Christmas album, there's going to be two podcasts. One is just games and Christmas talk, all sorts of merriment and fun. It's just a fun time to listen to. You need no prior knowledge. We have a bunch of guests coming in playing games. It's just a lot of fun. We also are going to cover on that album, It's a Wonderful Life. Just have fun with it. Talk about the movie, make jokes, all sorts of stuff. And what we're really doing with this album that's cool is we are charging for it on uh, Bandcamp.com. It's called This Ain't No Whack Christmas. The real thing that is cool is half of the money 
from the album sales is going to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. For those that don't know, St. Jude's Children's Hospital is a charity in the United States dedicated to children with cancer. You know, it's a good cause. It's a noble cause. Yeah, we're making a little money from it, but it's really just kind of a break-even point. So really, we're donating money to charity for this for the holiday season. That's the purpose of this. Even if you don't buy the album, I encourage anybody to donate to St. Jude's. It's a charity that's near and dear to my heart. And that's why I'm here, to uh, get the word out and inform people about this cool special project. Good on you, man. That seems good. Thank you. A noble Thank cause. You. Is yeah, it going to be on vinyl as well, or it's just a digital download, or what? how are you doing it? It's just a digital download on Vinylcast. On, on, sorry, on Bandcamp. <laughs> uh, you mentioned vinyl, it threw me off. Uh, we're not we're not big enough for vinyl yet, but I do have uh, plans. Maybe one day in the far future we could go vinyl. But this is just a digital download. We've recorded the first part. It's almost three hours of like just Christmas content before even the It's a Wonderful Life thing. Uh, we have all sorts of guests from Tell em Steve Dave Town popping in. Uh, if you look at the cover, you could see some of them. But there's a lot of guests there that we did not put on the cover. So take that for what you will. I will yeah. definitely buy that and help out a good cause. And I'd love to hear it. The Christmas specials Thanks. are always so good. And the Halloween specials and whatever else. Yeah, I'd love to hear your take on one. It'd be heaps good. Play a lot you guys of are games. hilarious. People need to know that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun, man. Like I listened to it, was there, I was laughing live. I went back and edited it. And there's times when I'm sure this happens to you. When you're editing a podcast that you've worked on and you're like, oh my God, this sucks. Like I hate hearing it. <laughs> I was loving listening to it. I was cracking up every like 10 seconds from what was happening on the show. It yeah, is that... like, I'm so, so proud of it. Even if you've never heard our show before, I think you will find it funny. Yeah, that's good. You know, you're on a winner with that sort of thing. If you know, it's like, if you're laughing at your own jokes, you're like, yes, this is good. Yeah, it's not even my jokes. Like, oh, there's, I'm, I can't do it justice, but there's so many moments where Anthony, uh, my co-host, is interacting with, um, I'll, I'll spoil one guest, is Chuck Staden. He's one of our guests. And there's so many moments when they're interacting Over together. Chuck. And I, I was listening to it and I was like crying from their interaction. You've sold me. Do you know so, how much you're selling it for? Is that secret at this point? No, it's $5 American. So I don't know what the conversion rate is. So it's maybe like seven fifty, maybe if that. It's really, really nothing. You know, we're, like I said, we're making like two bucks from the album, which is really nothing. Half of the money's going to charity. If you want to donate more, anything over five, because Bandcamp gives you the option, anything extra, we're going to kick right to St. Jude. It's a good cause. That's amazing that you guys are doing that. It's heaps nice. It's not just doing it for yourself. It's also helping out somewhere else. Yeah, you know, it's like we've never really done something like this before. It is the holidays, and I felt it. It helps us, and we get to feel good about ourselves, too. And people that are listening, it's like kind of risk-free. Because even if, let's say you buy it and you hate it, at least you still help the charity. Yeah, and you probably won't get visited by three ghosts if you do something like this, so that's pretty nice. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't want the Christmas ghost on your ass. Do you want to get into the movie? The second reason I've got you here. Hell yes, I do. Let's do it. I, I am yeah. dying to talk about Murder Size. Let's get physical. Yeah, so we've done Murder Size. You asked me for a movie suggestion that essentially, I guess you were maybe going for an 80s vibe of you just pretty much what were the what was the criteria you wanted i wanted a lot of nudity and boobs yeah. and gore yeah which i feel like to an extent for a modern movie 
I hope I got there for you. But... Oh, there's definitely enough nudity. Nice, nice. I was hoping there was. I was pretty happy with it. This is the movie from 2023. It's got a well 80s vibe to it. It's clearly not from there, but it goes for 84 minutes. A big rating of 3.8 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database. I'll quickly read the synopsis just so everyone else. I've already talked about it. I did. I smashed out the entire movie in about five minutes. I'll do a quick one so we can talk about it. Which is, There's really not much there. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. Just a quick brush over it. Phoebe's an obsessed fitness nerd who gets a big break on a sleazy workout video. After being ridiculed by her co-stars, Phoebe befriends a mafia princess wild child who teaches her how to murder her way to the top. That's all I've got for that synopsis. The top? The top of what? Yeah, like you get to be the cover model for this low-rent company. It's clear where they're filming it was like they work there. Oh, that is yeah. where the production office is. It's, yeah, we got like five rooms and we'll just cycle through them and maybe we'll go outside once or twice. This was made cheap and you could tell. Oh, yeah. I was, I was trying to look up if it was like crowdfunded or something like that, but I didn't see anything noticeably saying that. I didn't look too hard, to be honest. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was pretty crap. What's your thoughts on the movie? Like just straight up, I'll go into more stuff like that, but straight up, oh, what's your initial thoughts when you see the first scene? When you I see, see a stretching first... and all that sort of stuff. When I saw the stretching and stuff, I was like, okay, this is a little interesting. You know, it's going in an interesting place. I mean, I could tell it was cheap. I realized after... After I've actually seen another movie from this director before. Did you uh, ever see Slash Slash Lorette Party? Oh my god, yeah, I did it. It was I was fired up so hard over that. The boyfriend or whoever it was in that wound me up so hard. You know, I really liked his last movie. This movie though, it just felt cheap. And I personally, I don't mind a bad slasher, but when it's done almost like it seems like you're trying to do it on purpose. You know, like the on-purpose cheese. Yeah. That's what never really lands for me. And I find like the inauthenticity kind of grating at times. Yeah, because that's 100%. It looked like it was being corny on purpose. The way they were acting. Everything. It was like they were trying to mock 80s or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, it starts off with that shower scene. I was just, I was like, oh, yes. Because I was like, I think this should have something in it. And I watched it. I'm like, damn. These look like they're all like porn stars. Yeah, and I think one of them may have been an ex-porn star. I kept I meaning to Ginger... look her up. No, 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 Ginger Lynn. Yeah, I think she oh, was yeah. an ex-porn star. I was at work when I, like, I was trying to look it up. I was like, I can't look this up at work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll have to do some research later about it. <laughs> She's in some horrors, but yeah, I feel like she definitely had some sort of past before where it was almost like a novelty to have her in other movies afterwards. Yeah, like they all seem to have just been... That explains, because I did notice a few in that Slasherette movie, and I was just like... Oh, that movie wasn't that bad. I couldn't get over the fact that that movie, they both had joint bachelor parties and I was just playing. I would never do that in a million years. No, I don't think anyone normal would. The thing I liked about that movie, about Slash Lorette Party, it has some cheese and stuff because it's, it's a lower budget, but the movie is played straight. It's not making fun of the 80s and like, look how cheesy and quirky this is. You know, it's like, oh, it's yeah. kind of a serious slasher. We're obviously, you know, it's on a low budget and not the best acted. So, like, there's some moments where you can laugh. This just felt like, aren't we so funny? Ha ha ha. Out of all the girls, if you, I don't know if you wrote the names down or anything like that. Do you have a favorite girl from the group? Oh, yeah. Kansas Bowling is the actress and she played uh, Phoebe, the main lead. She does it for me big time. I think she is hot. <laughs> right. That scene when she comes out and she's like, 
like in the skimpy outfit and she's doing like the, the jazz exercise. I was like, oh yeah, this is nice. She's had the she's all that makeover real quick. Yeah, exactly. And like her nipples are practically out through her shirt. Yeah. Yeah, and the pants are like so far wedged up her ass and everything like that. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was a that was a very good look. Yeah, I was gonna say Monique wasn't too bad. You know the one who wore the white onesie where she's just hell tanned. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember her. Was that that was the wrestler girl, right? Yeah, the wrestler one. Yeah, I liked I her like too. That one every time, like she got a fair bit of screen time, <laughs> and I could see why. Every time, like that whole starting scene, you're just like, oh, hope no one's around. They knew what they were doing as far as like the sexuality stuff. I'll give them points on that uh, for sure. And I will say this worked in the movie's favor too. I definitely didn't think the killer was going to be, you know, Phoebe kind of. Oh yeah, you just assumed she would like kill him at the end yeah like i didn't know phoebe was gonna basically kill half of the girls in the movie because it's almost a point where the killers are like oh hey we'll leave you there we understand we're both kind of on even terms here don't put me in your thing i'm like you've killed more than they have yeah it's like you're not better than them you're not innocent at any point after this you've killed for the smallest reasons ever but yeah like gidrow stranglers or whatever they're called what a weird little combo like one point i thought they were like raping and choking at one point you're like no it's literally just him choking them out with a belt and then he's like oh oh and like oh i've never done a mum and daughter team like it was like that were purposely also maybe mocking those movies where they're like over the top sleazy and all this sort of stuff they just purely want to choke someone that's all they want that's their whole thing yeah there's one point when he's choking someone and it looks like he comes in his pants yeah that's oh. what I thought, because I thought he was doing her at the same time, but he wasn't. He was literally just, oh, oh, that was amazing. Because even when Ginger Lynn tried to crumb on her him, he was like, no, don't go for my daughter, go for me. He was like, nah, you're too old for me. But she tries to do stuff, and he's like, nah, I'm not interested. She's like, I'll do anything. He's like, I don't want to. All I want to do is just choke this bitch. <laughs> her changing her mind from like being this little innocent girl to just one scene where like that candy or whatever it is is like look at my tits look at my tits oh that scene is funny it's the camera keeps cutting to the tits look at them yeah it's just like look look and that guy's like no i'm gonna be a director i won't do it <laughs> like, what is wrong with you and then she doesn't do it as well and she's just losing her mind like i paid all this money i want someone to fucking look at him stabs her up a whole bunch but yeah how was the, the co-ed killer thing as well like that little video she was in and it's just like oh yeah yeah just over the top stupid like i feel like that takes a lot of it away where she's like oh yeah i just went to the toilet for you big boy you know like that is like oh yeah i'm doing it again like what are you doing? That movie would never exist, you know? If you're mocking what you're making in a not clever way. What was the creepiest part of the movie for you? Did you have a best and worst scene? Well, my best scene is when Phoebe is is doing the jazzercise looking sexy. Oh, That's yeah. That's the highlight of the movie. The coked up uh, workout. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back and watch that scene later. But the, the low point for me... Oh, man. The low point is probably that wrestling scene. Uh, Monique breaks her arm, and it like, <laughs> doesn't even look like her arm is broken. It looks like she's <laughs> She just bends down. it a little bit. Yeah, it took me a second to try to figure it out. It's like, I know you're a low budget, but maybe cut away and show a cracking noise. <laughs> yeah, it's like she just essentially has done the robot, like, one little bit. It's like, oh, my arm. And how easy yeah. she snapped the neck by just putting the chair on it. Oh, that was bad, too, yeah. <laughs> 
I was going to say my worst part was probably, which I felt like was so unneeded at all, was like when one of the killers, you know, he's like, are you ticklish? You remember that part where she's sitting there with a foot out and he basically takes her socks off and just puts a foot in her mouth? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And he's still there sucking toes. Yeah, he's sucking toes. He's just I was like, disgusting. is this a Tarantino movie? <laughs> yeah, it felt like a needless like foot scene in a Tarantino movie almost, you know? Oh, yeah, he's just added it for the sake of it. He's like, oh, yeah. I, I can be in this part. I'll be the third killer. Yeah, I'll be the guy who sucks the toes, you know? But do you think this was any sort of tribute at all to the 80s? The kind of the effects with the chainsaw through the head, grindhouse look, maybe? I think they want it to be. <laughs> I think they really wanted this to be like, this is an 80s movie, look at us. But I don't think it really lands the way it should. I mean, it has the synth music, which isn't bad and like all that. It just like even the 80s movies, they had more effort. Yeah, this did seem very cheap for like, like you said, like, even at the start where that chick was like working out, you it was like a modern gym. Flat screens and stuff at the top. Just because you've got a Walkman on the side of your like spandex pants. I understand there's limitations, but you know, film it a different way, work around it, get creative. It's just, it just was felt like low effort. And I do think that they raised almost $30,000 on Indiegogo. Oh, okay. So it was a bit funded. I felt like I remember seeing bits of it on Instagram for a while. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. So that was, what do you reckon? That was the budget, about 30000 Yeah, minimum. You know, and who knows what else they kicked in. Like on the Indiegogo, I watched their pitch video and they were just like, we're going to use a lot of this money to get better named talent and get better actors and put it on screen. I will say, I really did think uh, Kansas Bowling gave a great performance as her character, Phoebe. Like I thought she was very charismatic. But the second best performance in the movie to me was um, the guy with the beard. I thought he was really funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew, something like that. He's good. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff I've overlooked through. He's, yeah, because he was generally funny. Like, I like the whole... I think he just wanted to be one of the girls in the video. Yeah, when he's, like, going to be trying to be the cover model and he's, like, posing. It was funny. And every time he's like, do you want me to fix the lights up there? Like, is like, any excuse to try and be in the room, I think, so he could be with them. Exactly. And I like the scene at the end where he runs into uh, Phoebe outside and he has, like, a Jason mask on he's, oh, holding, yeah. he's like all right i'll go kill those guys yeah and he's like i'll just go tell the cops they're like no no they're the bad guys he's like oh what oh okay whatever cool and he like gets there he's like rrr, rrr, and he's using it as like sort of like a dick sort of thing he's just oh this is gonna be good and then he just fucks it up through the 84 minutes did you have many boners or is that too personal to ask? Oh, no, I definitely did. Uh, like I said, that's, I'll be open about it. That scene with her fucking working out, man. It's rare when I get one during a movie like that. I was like, yeah, this is good shit. <laughs> I would feel like the whole start scene and then like, you're like, oh, okay, she's dead. And then they start working out. You're like, oh, wait, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. You're just seeing how many scenes can just keep you going the whole time. Yeah, exactly. That was good. And then there was like kind of the uh, the metal chick, like the mafia girl. Yeah, Isabella. She was in Slash Lorette Party too. Pretty like memorable face. Yeah, she's pretty much the best. It was kind of a shame she never popped anything off. She didn't in Slash Lorette Party either. I guess uh, that's not her style, you know? Yeah, it's a shame. I looked yeah. up most of these people on Instagram, to be honest. I feel like all of them have OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of them do. Except for probably the one you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I know. She was in um that Danzig movie, uh, Veronica. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, heard yeah. that is a shocker. I haven't actually watched it, but I heard it is just god awful. I haven't watched it, but I heard she has a nude scene in it. So I did Google that and I did watch that. So <laughs> yeah, I made sure to do my research on that. Yeah, nice. I feel like there's a, a bunch of cool scenes, but I can't think of much else to talk about with it. Yeah, I feel like there's really not much to say you know i can't think of much else to say for it i feel like it covered a lot of stuff very quick movie hey it's very quick it's very cheap it's thin it you know it wants to be an 80s homage but it's very sloppy and cheap and you could tell you know it's you're gonna watch i don't think many people are gonna run back and watch this too many times there's certain things you'll remember like i'll remember look at my tits I remember Kansas bowling, uh, working out. <laughs> I'll remember the, the beard guy being funny, but you know, I won't remember any kills or anything like that. Yeah. And I remember like, and you could see it was happening where it's like, it's not personal business. Okay. That's a pretty cool line, but yeah, you know, it was like too heavy on the mafia shit. It's like, how many cliches do they want to like address in it? Like every conversations, my dad's mafia, he'll whack you. I work the streets, man. You don't know what hooking's like or whatever like that. What? You don't have to do every cliche bad girl type thing or everything that's like part of crime you see it want to cover in one hit. Every trope you could think of, they just threw it against the wall. They got together for a weekend in the production offices. They filmed this and they banged it out. Yeah, well, Mafia, if your dad covers everything she wants to do, why would she do that as well? Yeah, they just needed a reason to have an outside girl come in and to introduce... Our mother who's a mafioso it really is just dumb it's, you can't take this seriously at all okay so we've talked a fair bit about the movie you've said it, it's pretty thin there's not much else we can really talk about it what would you have liked to have seen in it what could have made it better i think if it was played straight it could have been better i think it goes in some interesting avenues like as far as phoebe killing people and dispatching of them you know i think you could tell a more interesting story with that it's when you're purposely making a bad movie, I feel like it never works, you know? And I feel like they were trying to make a bad slasher. And if, yeah, you're trying to make a bad slasher and you made a bad one. Whereas if you just tried to make a slasher cheap, maybe it's bad and funny. Maybe it's good and scary. Is that just to cover when critics rip it to shreds? No, well, we were I, meant to make it look shit. I would think that if I hadn't seen their previous movie, which I actually really liked because it's a modern cheap slasher played straight. It's not a joke. This is just, they made a joke of a movie. Do you remember the end of that movie? The end of Slash the Rat. I remember that was my big problem with that movie. It didn't, it had like a twist which I kind of felt didn't land, but I'm having trouble recalling it right now. The dickhead fiance who she could have killed and had a chance to completely wipe away. Oh, the killers killed everyone, including him. She like lets him go. And then at the end, he's, you know, you made a bad choice. And like, she like ends up going back to her bully or antagonist or whatever they are. So I'm like, why did you do this? You were strong. You finally got confidence in all this shit. And then goes back to him at the end. And it wasn't a dream. I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't have been more angry with that ending of that movie. I, I did an episode on it and I was it was about me just firing up so hard at that guy and that ending. I couldn't believe it. The rest of the movie yeah. was okay, but that guy, I couldn't believe they did that. Yeah, it was definitely like an unexpected thing, which I think I think is good sometimes, but it's also you want a fulfilling narrative. And I think that was the problem there. Yeah, you expect to just to kill everyone. But I guess in reality, heaps of people go back to people that, 
they shouldn't be with or whatever else. Like, so I guess like it is realistic in that aspect, but I didn't want to think of that at the time. I'll never watch this movie again. It's fucking the worst. And then I think like half the cast is in this. So I'm like, ah, whatever. I watched that. I was like, that's a cool name. And like the trailer, they were all in bras and stuff, like yeah. pillow fighting. I was like, okay, yeah, I could get behind this type of movie. Yeah, because I feel like there's a good nude scene in a shower as well where the two strippers just like both get naked and yep. I don't remember much else actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember that nude scene. That was a good scene. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any other final thoughts on the movie? Not really. I mean, I don't recommend this movie. I usually like I try to be positive. There's really nothing here. Like maybe skim through it and watch like uh, the scene of Kansas bowling <laughs> being hot and watch the nude scenes. There's not enough gore to be a really good gory movie. It's not scary. It's not funny. You know, it's like, yeah. why, why does this exist? It just misses on every front. Other than nudity, got to give it props on I that. was going to say, I feel like there's only one thing sustaining people watching it. She goes from being quite opinionated and strong to just being basically the second she gets the outfit, kind of becoming like a dumbass. Becomes overly ambitious and like becomes like another hot girl like the rest of them. Yeah, because at one point she's like, oh my God. She keeps hugging the guy whose stomach's cut open. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, stop doing that. She goes, I'm sorry. He's like, I've been cut open. She goes, oh really? And like, I think she puts a hand in it at one point. Or... Yeah, there's really no reason for her character to have the arc she does. It's Again, it's just not a well-thought-out movie. Oh, that's very true, mate. Very, very thin. So anyway, if you're up for it, I'm going to ask you what you thought of the movie this week. Now it's ratings time. There's four sections with a max score of 20. Will I be cruel or be kind? Only time will tell. The first part, part one, is characters. Were they relatable, realistic, fun, annoying, or whatever like that? Out of five, what would you give the characters in the movie? Out of five, I would give it a two. Two? I don't think it would be too hard to count this up. But uh, part yeah. two is the plot. Was it plausible, enjoyable, a good story? I'm going to give that a two also. You can follow it, but it <laughs> is very, very dumb. So dumb. Part three is the quality and effects. Did it look good? Were the effects good for it? What do you reckon? I'm going to go one. Oh, I can count this on one hand at this point. Okay, and part four is the vibe. How did you feel after watching it? Go with a three. It was sexy <laughs> enough where it was like, okay, I, you know, I've seen worse things over the course of 90 minutes. It's short. It's not to be taken seriously. The movie went in one ear and like popped out the other ear right after it was done. You know, yeah, I'll give it a three on the vibes. Was the three point purely because of Phoebe? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that comes to a total of, I'll do a little drum roll, eight out of 20. That is a horrible score, but seems appropriate for a movie that got a rating 3.8 out of 10. That was Murder Size. Brian Rupert is giving it 8 out of 20. So amazing. That's good. Do you rate it? Oh, uh, no, I reckon it'd be pretty close to that. Okay. I would not see it going over 10 for my ratings as well. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if this was flipped? The genders of the movie were flipped, right? And instead of it's a group of girls, it's like a Richard Simmons workout video. And it was all dudes, and we were watching this. And I'd be like, "This was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen." And if it was all like crotch shots of dudes, I'd be like, "What the?" Fuck? 
fuck am I watching? <laughs> Half the balls are hanging out or something like that. Look at my dick. <laughs> that was a little rating scene. That's murder size. We can put that to the side. The workout's over. I'm going to quickly... I, I broke a sweat. Yeah. Ooh, I broke a fat. <laughs> oh, actually, you might not know what that means, but that's going to lead to what I'm about to do. I'm going to ask you 10 words that are strange slang words. Okay. Are I'm you up for, for this? Oh, I am so excited for this. I just want to see how many of these out of the 10 you can guess right. Here we go. You ready? Do you know much about Australian yeah. slang? I know almost nothing. <laughs> Perfect. These are simple ones that everyone else is listening if they're ashamed, but oh my God. But yeah, okay, here we go. Number right. one, Arvo. Arvo? Arvo. A-R-V-O. I'm going to guess that means like you're pissed at someone. Oh, no. It means afternoon. Oh, okay. I can see that now. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to work in the Arvo. That right. makes sense. Yeah. We add O to a lot of words. Like this one. Number two, bottle O. Bottle O? Yeah. I'm going to guess that means like a bottle of water. Oh, no. It's a bottle shop, like a liquor store. Oh, okay. You go to the bottle O. Oh, ah. man. Let's go to the bottle O. Let's get pissed tonight. <laughs> not, not doing well. Oh, let's see. Here you go. Number no. three is clucky clucky i'm gonna guess that's one of two things it's either a chicken joint like hey let's go get some clucky or it's the name of like a group of girls walking by like chicks oh so close it's when a woman starts feeling like she wants to have a kid where someone else might have a kid and they go oh my god look at her she's getting clucky we don't have a saying like that i like that though i honestly didn't realize till i looked it up realized it was even just australian i thought it was just a universe feels like they want to have a kid they're getting a bit clucky like a hen or something but apparently it's australian you are zero right. for three so far you got two chances on this one the word okay. is dax d-a-k-s or dact one word or a usage of the word i'm gonna go with shit's fucked up it's really dax over there oh uh, i love hearing what it could be no it just means pants pants like yeah yeah get your dax on we're like we're heading out and what does that come from i don't know i honestly <laughs> don't know i've lived my whole life hearing it and ne never even yeah. questioned it till you just asked that but <laughs> dact is when you get your pants pulled down pants yeah it's like pants and pants so it's okay. like dax and dact it's not that common but i'm sure that happened all the time in like junior high and high yeah. school you, know? you duck people when they go to stand up in front of everyone or whatever else yeah. it's hilarious <laughs> especially yeah you're a teacher right oh yeah no i'm a teacher i yeah. cannot dack people <laughs> anymore <Yeah>. my <laughs> dacking days are far behind me <laughs> don't dack anyone at school you're <laughs> going to register number five is durry durry yeah durry uh, i'm gonna guess it's like what you like uh the game you spit to a girl's parents to make them like you uh no it just means cigarette oh like, okay they're like hey man let's go for a durry okay yeah i've never i never have heard that also don't know why it's called that All right, i mean i yeah. can't even say what they call it in england <laughs> yeah yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah one less offensive name than that yeah they do call it that here or used to we pretty much just gave that back to england number six is goon goon i mean we we use goon too 
Agoon is like a big, stupid, dumb guy who just like kind of beats people up. Yeah, it's not that if I can help you with that. Oh, okay. It's different. I'm going to guess Agoon is like a shitty, beaten, beaten up car. Goon is casked wine. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. We have a game here called Goon of Fortune where you put it on a clothesline and you hang the sack on it and you spin it around. And if a bunch of people are standing around it, whoever it lands on has to drink it and then you spin it again. Wow, so it's like a giant spin the bottle, except getting drunk. Yeah, you don't have to kiss anyone. You just, we're all sharing germs essentially, but not directly. Okay, number seven is Sanger. Sanger. It's like singer, but with an A instead of I. Okay, I'm going to guess it's like a really drunk, loud woman in a bar. She's a (laughs) Sanger. No, it's a slang word for sandwich. Oh, go get some Sangers. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you got a Sanger for lunch? That's... I like that. Okay. Number eight, Tinny. Tinny. Yeah. Tinny. Tinny. Two I'm gonna... things this could describe. So if you somehow guess either of them, I'll allow it. Does it involve a car? No. Okay. Then my guess is that it's the name of like an old phone or like a public phone. I'm going to use the old Tinny. <laughs> No, I love your answers, though. A can of beer. Oh, okay. Everything is drinking. I should have figured that out. Or it could be a tinny as well as also like a small boat. Got to take the tinny out. Number nine, mozzie. What? Mozzie. M-O-Z-Z-M-O-Z-Z-I-E. And it's not Muslim, just to be clear. Oh, okay. In case you misheard what I said. I'm going to guess it's a motorcycle. No, it's a mosquito. Ah, that makes sense. God, the mozzies are buying tonight. Fuck, hard quiz. See how you go with this one? All right, number 10. It's the final one as well. Flano. Flano? I'm going to guess it's like a light jacket. I'm going to wear me flano. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'll give you that one. Good work. Really? Yeah, it's a flannelette shirt, like a jacket type thing like a lumberjack would wear. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Well, that was pretty good, man, because, I mean, it's pretty much learning another language of the shit we have. Like, our slang is pretty much our language, and we talk normally as well, but, yeah, the fact that you did that and you got one out of ten, that's a pretty good effort. It's 10%. It's pretty hard. I meant there's simple words for us, harder for everyone else, so, you know... You have got a total of a drum roll, one out of ten. Good work, Brian Rupert. You nailed one out of ten words of strange slang. I'm proud of that because I really don't know any Australian slang. Yeah, I didn't realize how like obscure these words are for people. And these are easy ones for us. It's always interesting to see how much Americans might know about words. Didgery dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that was hard, but I did enjoy it because I really don't know much about Australia. So Well, there's ten words to help you build the lingo up for you. Yeah, I'm going to start using them. Yeah, every time you get a sandwich, you can just say, oh, I have a singer. And they're like, what? I want a Sanger. Just thought I'd throw that at you a little bit extra to fill up some time since we didn't have that much to talk about the movie, really. There's not that much to talk about. It's a bunch of hot girls looking sexy and making me um, fight in the pants. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Kind of the same thing. That was the movie's purpose. (laughs) Boner Brothers. (laughs) Every cloud has a silver lining or whatever you want to say. To finish off the episode, do you want to talk about where everyone can listen to you and catch you on the socials and then talk about your cause again? Uh, My show is Reviewing History. We cover historical-based movies. 
We talk about what's real and fake in them. Please like and subscribe to the show. You can check it out everywhere. It's really just a good time. We're focused on, you know, just talking about movies and making people laugh. Uh, that's that. Uh, I'm also on TSD. I'm on the Patreon. I do all sorts of video work there. I pop up from time to time and stuff. So check that out as well. But the real thing that I really implore you all to is on, let me get the exact date of this. Hold on. Uh, November... 24th midnight eastern standard time so the 23rd at midnight eastern standard time going into the 24th that's a thanksgiving for us black friday christmas album it's going to be almost four or five hours of christmas content where we talk about christmas stuff play games and it's for a really great cause we're raising money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital, a great, great charity. It's only five bucks American for you guys. I think it's like seven, but half the money is going to help childhood cancer. And it's a really great charity. So please, please, please check out that album on bandcamp.com. You can buy one, you can gift it to a friend, whatever. If you listen to it, please check it out. And I'm everywhere on all social media at Brian Rupert with two Ps. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It was an absolute honor. Thanks for coming on. It's TSD alumni, man. You are part of the town. It's crazy. Anytime. I love just getting to talk horror movies. I've been listening to the, the podcast for so long and then it's like to get someone who's... And then like, yeah. yeah, then I realized you feel there and then you know them and then you're on all the things. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it is amazing to talk to you though. But yeah, happy to talk about slashes and all that sort of stuff. If you want to come back on again or you got any reason you want to chat or whatever like that, I'm happy to have you on at any point. You're an amazing guest and an amazing person and your podcast is so good people need to check it out reviewing history thank so fun to listen to you learn shit and they're funny it's a pretty good combo thank you man i really appreciate that that's what we strive for yeah you succeed and yeah i'm gonna get that copy when it comes out november 24th get it help some kids help you guys it's gonna be amazing that's it <laughs> can't wait thank you so much for coming on the creepy crap podcast brian rupert amazing thank you so much farewell we'll catch you on the next episode